are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. I am back with my man, Christoph Shelby, and we are going to talk about leveling up. So right before we recorded this episode or sat down to record it, we're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about today? And why not talk about leveling up? And immediately you start shooting off some shit from your mouth hole about how it's comparable to progressive overload in the gym. And that was super interesting. And I almost wanted to like dig into that more while we're sitting out in the lobby. I was like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to save it. So go into that again. Leveling up is like progressive overload. Progressive overload. What is progressive overload? The law of progressive overload or the rule of progressive overload in weight training or weight lifting is something we should all be applying if we're doing it. You essentially work something, you start somewhere, and something's hard. You know, maybe that first time you get 135 on the bench and you can do it once or twice. You know what I mean? Sticking at that weight and progressively doing it more. Next thing you know, you're doing that 10, 10 reps clean. Let's throw five extra pounds on there. And then you're struggling again. Oh, crap. Three, four. I'm not getting anywhere close to 10, but you keep doing that. You keep doing that. It never gets easier. You get stronger and you're progressively overloading to make your body physically stronger, your size grow bigger. And everything like that. So if we take those those rules, those laws, and just apply it to mentality, right? Small, easy, accessible, not easy, but, you know, something attainable. Manageable. Manageable. A small step that becomes easy. Well, what can I do next? And that's yeah. how you level up. I love this idea because it kind of does separate those who do level up in life and those who do not those who level up in the gym and those who do not. It's the same exact principle in both ways. A lot of people don't get started with it because it is difficult at first, but you start seeing that progress and you start feeling good. But then you get hit with, okay, it's no longer working anymore. I need to make it harder. And then you have another choice to make. Either I put more weight on the bar or I don't. And if I don't put more weight on the bar, then I stop progressing. And if I do, then I'm going to continue getting bigger and stronger When we apply that to life, it's, okay, I've been doing this for six months now, learning this new trade, learning this new skill set, working on some internal shit, some trauma, whatever it may be. I feel better now. Well, either I can find something else that I need to work on because there's always something. Oh, yeah. And if you think that there is nothing, life will remind you in some sort of way, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. that's you get into a new relationship or just something happens. You're like, oh, my I still have more shit to work on. Okay, cool. Well, you can either ignore that and just continue doing what you're doing and convince yourself that everything's okay. Stay comfortable. Stay comfortable, right? Or you can get out of that comfort zone and say, okay, it's time to put in work again. It's time to do more work. I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm going to grind it out just like you would with a barbell on your back or something like that. And then the more work that you put in, the easier it is going to get. But this should be a constant cycle throughout your life. And it gets addicting. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. It's just like in the gym. 
you start seeing that weight go up and you're like, I want to put more weight on this damn bar. More weight, more weight. I want more weight. <laughs> I want to level up more in life. I want to make more money. I want to have better friends, better relationships. I just want more for myself. I want to be a healthier individual, whatever it may be. I want to learn more. I want to cram this head of mine full of so much information that I can do whatever I want in life. Because that's where it starts is in our head with that information, whatever it is. So applying that overload or that progressive overload principle to your life, it's such a cool way of putting it yeah. because that's exactly how it is. And we can't get caught in that that comfort zone of, okay, well, I'm just going to stay right here. Well, you're not progressing anymore. You can't expect to progress anymore. It's a, it, but it's an easy trap to fall into. It is. And then I think a big step in that or a part of it, you know, the progressive part, right? There's an end goal and that end goal might be huge. It might be almost out of sight, but understanding what I can do now and an, a small goal before that goal to progressively get to the big picture is a big thing that needs to be, you know, you can't do everything overnight at the same time. An acceptance of I'm choosing to do something. I'm working on something that is difficult and is hard. And I'm taking baby steps along the way until I get there. And it's being okay with that. Mm -hmm. It's being okay with those baby steps. It's being okay with not seeing results overnight because you're not going to. And it may take you five times longer, and it usually does. Mm -hmm. You might Especially find it's hard. Oh, if yeah. If you're not good at it, it takes a while. And this is, I'm glad you brought that up. This is always the mind blowing thing to me about myself in the past and also with other people that I talk to. Well, I started doing this and I was just really bad at it. What makes you think that you would be good at it right out of the gate? You've mm -hmm. never done this before, and you expect just to walk into it and be good at it. And what areas of life does that ever apply? If you have zero experience with it, you don't know anything about it, you've never touched it before, what makes you think it would be easy? Mm -mm. What makes you think that you're going to walk into the gym and just grip and rip 600 pounds or some shit like that? Like you're <laughs> going, Some people do, you know, free <laughs> genetics and stuff, but either way, like they hit a wall pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Nothing in life works that way. You have to earn it. And that's kind of what it is. Like if you want to level up and you want this ideal version of yourself to manifest, you have to put in the work to make it happen. If you want to get bigger and stronger in the gym, you got to put in that work. Yeah, that's an, um, an in, a sacrifice of yourself to yourself. As the man Odin. himself, Odin, said <laughs> as he was hanging from the tree. <laughs> but that is, that, that is my favorite part of the have them all is sacrifice to yourself for yourself because it applies to everything that we do on a daily basis. If you are that ambitious person, which someone's listening to this podcast, let's just go ahead and assume that they are. They may not be yet, but there's there's an ember inside of them. That's the way mm -hmm. I try, try to think about it. There's an ember inside of them. And hopefully this podcast is just like that breath that's making that flame a little bit bigger, right? And they yeah. just keep listening to it. They start applying this stuff to their life that flame starts to get bigger. They start seeing progress. They start moving in the right direction. And then that addiction, that addiction sets in where they start once, accomplishing new things. Once you see the, the hard work pay off, that's when it'll become addictive. Yeah. And understanding that I have to put the work in until I do see that and dedicate yourself to an idea without jumping around through many on the big picture of things is hard sometimes. It's being consistent with that one end goal in mind and not getting distracted by shiny objects shiny objects that is one of the best things you could say there's there's things in life that we do and there's things in life that we work on and something that's normal to somebody else is going to look real shiny to you if you're not doing it 
and that's that's you know the shiny object is a good metaphor for the you know easily finding excuses for the distraction sometimes you have to put on blindfolds almost like when you set an objective for yourself this is where i'm going this is what i want to achieve okay cool i have tunnel vision on this all this other shit going on on the outside i don't fucking care about it it doesn't matter to me right now even if something pops into your head or an opportunity might come about okay cool i'm going to write this down maybe i'll come back to it later maybe i won't whatever because this is the only direction that i'm heading this is the objective that i'm going to achieve and nothing is going to get in my way of achieving that including all of these shiny objects over here. Yeah, there's many paths off the path, but if I am on the path, I will stay on the path. Yeah, and the only way you do that is with consistency and dedication to that one thing that you want to achieve. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's better to start with something smaller, a smaller goal, objective, whatever you want to call it, or do you say shoot for something big that's going to take a long time to achieve. I think that it depends on who you are. Yeah. 100%. It takes understanding your mentality and your struggles in life and maybe things that you've fa- I mean, look at your own failure cuz that's where you can personally learn the most about becoming better in yourself is oh, I've tried to do this before. How did I do it before? And that cycle that question in itself you may realize every time i've done it i've done the same exact thing and so obviously what's that the definition of insanity is expecting to do the same thing over and over again with a different outcome yeah um that you know can easily be applied to a lot of struggles in life if you really step back myself personally i've tried this before how did i do it i've tried this a couple times how did i do it And when you really analyze and self-reflect, you might find, wow, I've done this the same way or this same thing has happened in different ways. Well, let me make sure that doesn't happen, step one. Yeah. But if you also look into yourself and you find yourself needing a big picture for the end goal to keep yourself dedicated, that might be your drive and might help you every step of the way on those small baby steps. Mm-hmm. But for another person, you might be like, I'm so far from that and it is so unachievable from where I'm at now, that may be f- damning and make you stray away from your path because of the, because it seems so hard. It's on so, a subconscious level too a lot of times. And I think taking that step back and looking at where you have failed in the past and how that has been a recurring theme throughout your life, that can be a way to discover ways that you self-sabotage without even realizing it. And the more self-awareness that we gain and the older that we get, we start to recognize that all of a sudden. You know, you could be doing the same thing over and over again, and then one day you do it, and it just clicks like, holy shit, I've been doing this for the past 30 years, and it has been fucking me over this entire time. And I've been doing this and I had zero idea about it. But as soon as you gain that awareness mm-hmm. of this one thing that is toxic towards your self-improvement journey, it's very easy to eliminate it from that point forward. But I, I think that's huge the right there. The diagnosis in itself, which yeah. is hard to find. Oh, it's so hard because no one else can, other people might be able to see it from a distance, like your bros and stuff like that. If they're a good bro, they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is where you're messing up, yeah. you know, and you can either accept that and listen to them or be a dipshit and not. But a lot of times it takes you having to discover that with for yourself. 
this is where I've been messing up. No wonder my life has been like this up to this point, and it's because of my own actions. And I had no idea I was even doing it. Yeah, from your job to your relationships to you know of all sorts of relationships, even lifting. Yeah, this lifting is where especially this is where I've been self sabotaging in the gym. I know I want this type of. I know I want to achieve these goals in the gym, but I continue drinking six nights a week. And then I ask myself, why am I not making the progress? Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not eating the right foods or whatever it may be. Yeah. Or I'm skipping training sessions. This is a recurring thing. I start making really good progress. Every week I say I'm working five days a week and I find myself only training three days a week consistently. Well, let me restructure those workout days and only tell myself I'm working three days a week and make it productive now. Right. Um, but yeah, so to go back to your question initially, what do you think is the best route to take? I think the best thing would for anybody, if you're not quite sure, is let's look at the big picture. What is your big goal? What is the reason you find yourself asking yourself this question of, or this desire for leveling up to a certain degree? And look at where you're at now and how far away you are from that and saying, what is the first thing I can do to make myself there? And then maybe that's motivating in itself. Maybe it's damning. Maybe that question in itself is overwhelming. And analyze yourself for what you just asked yourself and what your answers are and come to your own conclusion. Yeah, that's something that you have to do for yourself. Yeah. And maybe talk if you have people in your life that are supportive, that are really supportive, hopefully stay close to those people and they can help stay you on path. But there is one true thing when it comes to people around you. And that is misery likes company. And if you find yourself bettering yourself, I like, for instance, a good example of this would be, you know, people who are in awesome, loving relationships, and maybe you've both been overweight your entire life. And one of you wakes up one day and is like, I really want to get healthy for me. Well, maybe your partner doesn't want to. And that is a hard situation to be in because you find yourself wanting to diet and restrict your calories and do what it takes to stay on this path. And that person next to you is eating those cheesecakes and the burgers and all those things. And they're not supporting you. And they even will go out of their way to be like, come on, just like come back over here. Cause it's maybe not what they want or care for, but at the end of the day, the people around you will help sway you in the right directions or not. And that's a whole nother aspect. They have way more influence over us than we realize. Mm -hmm. The people we surround ourselves with dictate the majority of our behaviors. 100%. And that's just, I mean, that's tribe mentality. Mm -hmm. That's how it's always been. I've seen that a lot with bros and I guess broettes or whatever you want to call them. But (laughs) whenever, you know, I'm observing a relationship from a distance and I see a chick that starts working out, you know, she's posting on Instagram, whatever it is. I know her boyfriend or husband or whatever. And he's just being a fat piece of shit and not getting his stuff together. That was a little harsh, by the way. I apologize. <laughs> but either way, yeah, that was uncalled for. My, my bad, guys. Um, but either way, he's not getting his shit together. And she is. And I promise you she's on her way out if you don't get your shit together. And, and it's the, kind of different for guys. And I think guys hang on there a little bit longer. But, yeah, if the chick starts really focusing on health, getting fit and whatnot, and the guy doesn't start doing it, Every time I have seen this, they end up separating. And it may even be, and that's, you know, the insecurity that arises on your own side, right? If you're that guy in that situation that's not working out or not doing these things and your girl's next to you looking better and doing better and getting more attention, just that in itself without being like, you know what, I think I want to do this for myself 
you guys could be getting along great, but you're like, fuck, you know, there's a lot of people talking to her now, <laughs> you know, like she's, she's starting to look real good. <laughs> and then just that can destroy the relationship. Yeah. You know because I mean? those insecurities start to come up that you weren't even aware of because those insecurities haven't been triggered yet, yeah. but that's where life throws you shit. For you to work on. Time to it comes up, full bro. circle. It's time to level up. Like I said <laughs> in the beginning of this, man, that's the way that it works. There's been plenty of times throughout my life where I thought I had it together. I was cruising. I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Everything's solid. Six months in, all of a sudden, I get hit out of nowhere. And all kinds of shit come up. And I'm, oh, okay, there's something new. Yeah. Cool. Good. That's always my reaction. Good. Good. Let, let's dig into this. Let's find out. And I start nerding out, man. I'll start reading every book I can get a hold of. I start watching YouTube videos. I just, I get obsessed about this one little thing that I need to improve on because so many times throughout my life, that's how it's been is this is what's fucked up about me. Okay, cool. Let's eliminate it. Let's work it out. Let's get it fixed. And once you do that so many times with repetition, you start to realize like, there's nothing. It becomes a reaction. It becomes a reaction. In a positive way. And oh, in the most positive way possible. Yeah. And that's one of the few, you know, reactions in themselves and curbing your reactions or changing how you're reacting to things is a whole nother level of leveling up. You know what I mean? Internally deciding, accepting immediate defeat or looking at it like a challenge of a mountain to climb or a battle to win. Once you can start to shift your mindset in that direction out of victim mode into triumph mode, that's what we'll call it there. Yeah. Pull that out of my ass, but it sounds Dude, cool. The, but <laughs> that goes back to that the victim mentality, that whole, like that spiel, the shirt, you know, everything Yeah, about death to it. the victim mentality. Yeah, death to the victim mentality was probably one of the most impacting, powerful Norse fitness things that like the first time I saw it and the idea of it and putting the words to it and the idea to death to the victim's mentality it can be monumental to who, just by accepting the fact that I am no longer feeling sorry for myself. This this is one of the most, the, I can go back to a time with my father. My father was, I love my father. He was a great man. I didn't spend enough time with him when I was younger. And we're building a great relationship now. But as a chubby, out of shape fat little kid that got made fun of a lot. I remember going to my dad one time or whatever it might have been. And I just remember he, it was one of the most meaningful things that anybody has ever told me in the harshest way possible. And I remember, I don't know what it was I was upset about. And he, he just looked at me and he said, never feel sorry for yourself and like walked away. And I remember be, like stopping immediately and just being like, almost two things like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, like <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what you, you know what I mean? But, but it, it like, it was the best ears, thing he could have ever told you. The best thing he could have ever said. He said, never feel sorry for yourself. And that maybe that's why that message to me yeah. in a whole nother way means so much because once I stopped feeling sorry for myself, the world opened. Well, you start taking action. Mm -hmm. That's the difference there. Whenever you're feeling sorry for yourself, no action is taking place. Nothing is changing in your life. Every, everyone else is to blame. But when you take responsibility for it and you take responsibility for your life and you realize that you're in the position, you're in this position right now. Okay, cool. Well, I don't want to be here anymore. What do I need to do to get out of it? What actions can I take? Because I'm in control here of my life. What actions can I take to propel myself forward into something better? 
That's the only way that takes place. It does not take place with a victim mindset. And that whole design, that shirt idea, it's one of our core values too. Like here at Norse, we have five core values that the team lives by and death to the victim mentality is one of them. Unwavering positivity is another one. Like it's all shit that we have on our t-shirts, which is cool. Those are all things that we live here at Norse. But if anyone on our team came in here spouting some victim mentality shit, it would get shut down immediately because it does nothing. It is the one thing that holds people back. And that is why I made that t-shirt because I was observing. I had a lot of people in my life, including myself at some points, of course. And I'm like, if you could just get out of this mindset, your life would be so much better. And I'm like, well, what is that mindset? I just started dissecting it. It's the victim mindset. The victim mindset is the one thing that holds people back because it makes them not have responsibility for their life. At the end of the day, you are the only person that has control over your life and yourself. And if you can't get that shit together, how the fuck can you, why, how much bullshit is it to think that someone else should have to do anything for you, for you to better yourself? Yeah. As if that person doesn't have their own life. They don't have their own bullshit going on because we're all fucked up in the head. 100%. Everyone is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, once you kind of realize that, like, okay, everyone's fucked up. Some people just hide it better than others, but everyone has their own shit going on. So to expect someone else to take energy out of themselves and to invest into you because you don't want to take responsibility for your life, it's bullshit. But going back to the one thing that holds people back the most from leveling up is the victim mindset. 100%. And it's a very easy way to break that. And it's a hard thing to present when you are in the victim mentality. Because I don't know how many times I've thought back to those words my father told me in different situations with other human beings. And usually in relationships romantically, when you, you know what I mean? And you're just like, babe, quit fucking feeling sorry for yourself in the most endearing way I could. Yeah, it's loving. But... You can't always say it like that because it gets – if they're there, they're there, and you almost need to pull them out of it if you care, but they'll only know it when they realize it themselves. They have to come to that awareness by themselves. In order to make that change, they have to figure it out for themselves. And there's never – and I think death to the victim mentality is such a powerful statement because it's something that is constantly having – in my self-reflection, it – has to be repeated because there's never been a death to the victim's mentality. It's a realization of it's emerging again. And I have to, it resurrects itself. Yeah. And if you don't constantly realize that you need to put that fucking thing down and slay it however you can in that moment before it starts rising and gaining power, it'll over, it'll overtake you. Your it's mind. something that you have to take control of. At some point you have to hopefully have enough self-awareness to be like, wait, no, yeah. no, this is, I'm, I'm thinking like this, this is not okay. This is not going to get me out of this current situation that I'm in. So what can I do? I fell into it, honestly, earlier this week, I woke up just shitty mood, you know, it happens and I was doing everything I could think of to get out of it. And I was working out over there and over at the Norse compound. And I started thinking about that because those were the thoughts going through my head was kind of, it was victimish. No, motherfucker, we're not doing this. And right then, it was right when I caught it. Hey, you're thinking like this. Knock your shit off. No, this is unacceptable. Okay, cool. No problem. 
it just immediately shift immediate shift but that's the hard part there when it comes to anything if you're trying to quit eating a certain way if you're trying to kick a drug or alcohol or toxic relationship patterns or whatever it is it's getting that awareness that you're even doing it in the first place because it's all on a subconscious level and that controls 95% of our behavior. So you don't even realize it. But if you can just get that one little glimpse there, it's like, hey, you're doing this. Stop. Oh, shit. Yeah. It becomes so much easier. But that is the hard part. And that's why you need to listen to those people around you. If you do have people in your life that love and care about you and they say, hey, I see you doing this, maybe it's something you should look into for yourself. Yeah, maybe you should realize you're not being insulted. Yeah. And that you're, you're, you know, there's a big difference between somebody saying, like, talking shit and giving constructive criticism, I guess you could say. Yeah. And when you're, when you're there, when that victim mentality is, is hard in the back of your head, you're just like, well, fuck you, bro. You know, like, even ego. it could be ego and the best advice in the world could seem like the most harsh thing especially when you're down when you're in a low spot in life it seems like every criticism is just another stab because you're already probably beating yourself up that's usually when we get to those low points in our life at least this is how it is for me when i'm at those low points in my life the lower i get the worse my self-talk gets and it's just me constantly beating myself up and the more that i do that the worse it gets of course so then whenever someone else comes at you and they're laying it on you too it's like, why would you be doing this? Yeah, right stop. I, if I'm not already torturing myself enough, like here you are too. But that's the sign, right? Yeah. Is don't take, try not to take it personal and just be like, hey, thank you. I'm going to work on this. Yeah. You're right. Thank you so much. And if you're really constantly leveling up, the things you're doing aren't easy. The intensity remains. You just get better at whatever it was and you keep progressing forward. It gets harder. The more that you level up, the things that you have to overcome on that process of leveling up does get so much harder. It does compound. And that's why I love that idea of progressive overload is because these challenges that you had to overcome in the beginning of your journey, at the time they seemed really big, but now looking back, it was like, oh, I could have came up. No problem, yeah. right? And then each time you level up into a new stage of your life, bigger problems come and it's the same thing fuck, I got to do this again. Shit, like this is overwhelming. Then you look back and you're like, was it a big deal? Yeah. You know, but that's the thing is it, the, those problems always do get bigger the more you level up. But that's a challenge, right? Like that's, we need to shift our perspective to appreciate that. Okay, cool. Like I got a big challenge I need to overcome. I got a big squat I need to hit. No problem. I got this. Like it's just believing in yourself and believing that you can do it. And sticking to the path, sticking to the and path. And when we're talking about all these things and the, you know, the, one of the, a very good thing that comes to mind or something that reminds of is this, that saying of the wind always blows closest to the summit. Like things always get harder, the closer you are to the peak. Yeah. And that's so fucking true. Like every time you think, and that's when the details start counting. Yeah. That's when the small things in the beginning, it's just hard and you just have to do something, but the closer you get to that internal desire or striving, you know, point of perfection you're trying to reach or whatever it might be from a physical aspect or a mental aspect, the closer you get to being exactly what you want, the more the details count, the harder things get, and the easier distractions can pull you away from it. 
So when things are getting harder, a good mindset to have with that good perspective is I'm closer. Exactly. I'm closer. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I just got to keep moving forward. During one the, step at a time. One step at a time. During the darkest times of my life, that was always a mantra that, re, that was repeating in my head. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Stay on the path. One, put your head down. Right. One foot in front of the other. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you do get to the top. But then you see another peak up there. And you're like, I want to get to the top of that Fuck. son of a bitch now. <laughs> well, then I got up here. Cool. Well, look over there. That looks cool too. Let's go ahead and go yeah, through this yeah. again. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break up here real quick and keep on hiking up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Because you start off as a fat, chubby kid, like you were saying earlier in oh, the episode. Yeah. What did you just start doing to, to level up yourself? Um, honestly, it was just physical activity. I started playing, you know, and it was, it was no, it was never outside of my desire. Um, I, I went, I moved here and the food here is a lot different. There's a lot more accessible things. Cause you're originally from Norway. I was from Norway and came here uh, around the age of eight. I realized Captain Crunch cereal and orange juice and like (laughs) all these things that you just like as a child, you don't understand, you know, you're a kid. And like, if I eat eat a lot of this, something's going to happen, but you're just like, oh, I can have more. Okay. And I like, and next thing you know, you become this thing that you as a child don't, I don't know why, like, you know, I'm fat. I'm, you know, and then once you realize, oh, it's a food thing, I shouldn't be eating as much, then you realize that and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to be like this anymore. So I, I definitely need to break up with Captain Crunch, I think. And, uh, and then next, how hard was that breakup? Uh, dude, I was it heartbreaking. It was, it was the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first, was, first heartbreak a, you had. It was the first, it was the first real hurt to the soul. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, uh, and then after that, just, I, I wasn't immersed. Like, you know, the people around you, have a big impact on what you're doing and who you become as well and becoming more immersed in physical activity and sports. And then finally having access to a weight room, weight training and things like that weren't a part of my life or around me or anywhere near me. And then you find interest in that. And I had like some serious idols that were big and strong men, you know, which I mentioned like Mars Pujanowski and things like that was like that dude is fucking cool you know he's fucking jacked and strong and I want to like, be like that guy I want to be like that guy and then you I started I just naturally indulged myself in those areas and then started noticing physical changes and then like we went back to that you know before I even realized what was happening I was becoming addicted to the opposite spectrum I found myself in initially that I didn't even knew I was doing to myself as a child and then so Oh, shit. Like, I remember one of the first things that I kind of started doing a lot when you're a kid, you know, you're just like, I started doing a lot of tricep stuff and like dips and things. And then I'm like, holy crap, my triceps are huge. And then, you know, like (laughs) my traps. And then next thing you know, you're actually like doing real lifts and squatting and, you know, learning it. And then other things change. And then just seeing that like underneath this layer of fat becoming this like muscular, you know, entity of like a juggernaut, you know, and then at a certain point I was in the early, I became very muscular and, um, 
you know, notice, I remember kids in high school, like, you know, the little kids come to like, do. there's like those classes that teach, uh, like teaching to younger children. So like kids will actually come to school for like a class to like demo, like t tutoring and things yeah. like that. And I remember like, like kindergarten kids like walking by and seeing me and be like, look at that guy. So, and I was in high school, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh fuck, like I look cool now. Um, but <laughs> I was always still very self-conscious. I had a lot of fat at the same time. I was, you know, I was like a big strong man, you know, I competed in strongman at the time. At my heaviest, I weighed 320 pounds when I was like competing nationally. How tall are you? Just at six foot. So it's a lot. It was a big size. And then so once I, there was, I had a period of time where I went back to Norway for about a year and a half and I was recovering from, I had two herniated discs in my lower back and kind of like had been went too hard too quick like like i talked before it's a, it should be the idea should be a a marathon not a sprint like you need to build a foundation to grow off of and you may find yourself being good and strong in certain aspects but in turn you know you need to take some time to build that up and core stability and things like that weren't the way they should have been when other things were strong and i found myself hurting myself without even realizing it in certain ways went back home and didn't have as much of a gym like kind of a smaller town and so i was like you know what this is the time i'm gonna go i'm gonna finally lose all this fat that i've has always made me feel very self-conscious and i went from 320 pounds heavy um but you know i have pictures of me when i was 18 when i show people they're like holy fuck you were jacked but i was i still had a big belly i had like bitch tits i felt like yeah. you know internally i was just this fat little kid and i went from 320 pounds to in about a year 220 pounds shredded and then came back here and i remember getting back and everybody was just like you know i was still 220 pounds muscular yeah but from 320 pounds people were like what fucking happened to you dude like did you or did you have you been on drugs or something i was like no man like you know i'm fucking jack still i think yeah. like but uh, i feel great yeah, yeah. I feel, you know and then <laughs> i went from that 220 to hovering closer to around three since then. So like I'm anywhere, I think I like right now I'm on the low end. I think I'm like 275 ish. I've gotten sick and haven't been focusing on my training. And like, we've, we've been out eating a few times now. Yeah. You realize how you guys are done slamming a bunch of food and I'm sitting there still trying to get it down because my belly shrank. Um, but you know, I'm not on the way, you know, I'm still on that path. I'm still climbing that mountain myself and I need to yeah. remember to eat. I need to remember to do these things and I know everything needed to do. And it's just a matter of doing them in hard times and reminding yourself what you need to do. So these rules apply to myself and I'm reminding myself of all these things every day, as much as you might find what I do impressive or think, you know, I look cool and I'm jacked and muscular every day. I'm having to remind myself of these same things and it's never, it's never, like I'm not done, you know, like we're still, I'm You're not still ever constantly gonna be done. striving for more and more and yeah. more. Do you think you'll ever, you'll ever be done? I don't think so. And I think that's what, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Cause I will never be happy. Yeah. I will never be happy. But I think it, you know, like I also look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool too. So. Yeah. You definitely get to a point where it's more not contentment. Cause I'm at the same place right now. It's not contentment, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is cool. Like, I'm not going to stop. I can't stop. No, like there is no stopping here. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue seeing <sighs> what I can do here 
now it's it's been a shift around 30 it was i just want to be healthy so i used to weigh like 270 pounds too a few years ago and i actually posted a picture the other day on instagram and so many people were like what the fuck because i was like 270 pounds and i'm like 190 yeah. right but now it's just i just want to be healthy because i feel better i want to be around as long as possible for my kid and stuff like that but the it's never going to stop but because that that original i guess goal has changed instead of like trying to get as big as possible or as strong as possible now it's i just want to be as healthy as possible and my my whole thing now is the older i get the better i want to feel and i want to see how long i can ride this out until eventually my body's like yo you're fucking old like we're going to start shutting down right (laughs) but hopefully that's like 70 or whatever yeah but the whole like the whole time you're telling that story and you got to the end of it the main thing there that i took away from it was you've been doing this for over 15 years Mm-hmm. And you're still working on it with the same goal in mind. And all those things that come up, you know, like life, right? Like realizations in hindsight. Maybe I shouldn't have done that that day. You know, oh, I didn't, I was, I wasn't on, I didn't eat enough calories. I had been like sleep deprived and I went and did something in the gym that was really stupid in the moment and tore this or that. And you find yourself finding new, you know, you're on that path and you have this desire and you tear a muscle and it's easy to never recover from that. It's easy to say, you know what? I'm done lifting. And I don't know how many times from that initial, remember how I mentioned like when I was 21, I herniated discs in my back and all yeah. that stuff. That was the first time a doctor was like, you'll never lift again. And I was like, okay. And Hold then, my beer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the next competition, I remember I told him I was signing up for a strongman competition. It was a chiropractor that I started working with. And he's like, no, bro, like I'm telling you, you can never lift heavy or anything like that again. And I was like, it was, I almost initially, you know, when somebody tells you that, that has that kind of intelligence or like at that, at that platform, you know, you're going to them for help and they're telling you, you'll never do this again. It, I believed it for a bit, you know, and it was this like, fuck, yeah, I'm, I can't do what I want to do. Like, I couldn't imagine not doing this. I, this is what I identify myself with. I, I love doing this. I, the, what the side effects of doing this make me look the way I look and I don't want to not look like this, you know? Um, and so, uh, I remember working with him for, it was probably about four months and, um, Realizing some stuff with myself and some good people around me at the time, one of my first major influences in lifting is this coach by the name of Tim Sparks out of Die Hard Gym and Fitness in Peoria. And he was like uh, like a friend dad of mine, you know, like I'm a kid and he's just like giving me advice, but there for me in every way you could imagine. And if I have a problem or a question, I'm going to him. And he was helping me along the way in this process. And I remember being like, I feel good. I'm squatting again. I'm doing this stuff. I'm signing up for this competition. And the doctor was, the chiropractor told me, he's like, if you do this competition, something bad's going to happen. You're probably not going to walk. And I was like, all right, bro. And I won that competition. And I just went back in for one session after that. And I was like, hey, remember that competition? Check this out. I took first. And then he was like, oh man, you know, and I I never talked to him again. I was like, that's it. And so it was, you know, that was a point of, there was many options on that path. And sometimes a doctor's best intention and what they do is to make sure that you don't hurt yourself and they have the best intentions with their, what they're telling you. But there's, there's always, there's always a way. There's multiple paths that you can take. Yeah. And regarding what path you take, that's going to put you on a tra- 
completely different trajectory. Imagine if you were to listen to that doctor, you never competed again. Your life, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. Oh, definitely not. I don't know what I'd be doing. Right, like nothing. And I know for a fact I'd. That was before I lost that weight. I'd still be a fat piece of shit. Oh, you probably would have been way fatter. Oh yeah, big, absolutely huge. Yeah. So if you would have taken a different path, if you listened to that guy, taken a left instead of a right. Yeah. Who knows? And what that does You know, and that doesn't mean like. I'm just that that was a medical profession, and he had good intention in what he did. He just didn't understand what else I could do, and. You know, understanding that and realizing there's always a way to rehab. And, you know, I don't know how many old old dudes that I talk to that like weight lift that their shoulders are fucked up from doing pull-ups their whole lives and all this and that and how they can't move and this and that. And shoulder injuries are one of those ones that really set people back. It takes a lot to recover from. And they're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Can't just, just can't, just, just won't, you know, doctors that say word. I can't. But break that fucking fascia up pull through it, like learn rehabilitation motions. And in that process, after you hurt something so badly, you want to protect it. And when you start feeling it, oh, it's going to happen again. But realizing maybe there's a purpose to this. Maybe I'm breaking something up. I'm not physically pushing myself to hurt myself. I have rehab and recovered. And this was years old. And now I can start working to make it better. And I will promise you it can be a dead issue if you know how to do it and you get the proper research on your own hands or advice from others and uh overcome you know this is all lifting related right but these these same things can be applied to any other aspect of mentality professionalism job career there's it. always another path it's that word can't yeah I it's can't. heavy I, I hurt my shoulder one time now i can't do this i can't do that i can't do this yeah you can't say that word to yourself. That's the bottom line. You just can't do that. As soon as you say can't, every part of you that would push through just says, well, we can't. Yeah. We're not going to now. There's no hope here. And then you just, there's no effort. There's no action that's taking place. So trying to eliminate that. It's actually in my house. It, we, it's forbidden. You know, my, my six-year-old, I was like, we do not say that word in this house, young child. But it, it, that's just, it, it's, it is. Yeah. The words we speak matter. The they words do. you say to yourself are the most important. And sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. Even I'm, if like deep down you're like, I can't do this. You, you cannot allow yourself to mutter that. You just got to shut it down immediately. Can. Can, can, do can. You repeat it over and over again until it happens. I know you've done that before, uh -huh. and so have I. It's a matter of bullshitting yourself until eventually you do something and you prove it to yourself. It's like, oh, no, I was right. I, yeah. I can. And everybody else is like, dude, you're right. You could. And I was like, I fucking told you. But you're also like, yeah, dude, I told you in here. <laughs> like, I, I was fucking having to say it to myself, too. I was that little voice in the back of my head was saying what you guys were saying because you hear it and it's hard to get out. I think it's important to realize that you're going to fall off track if you're on this pursuit of just becoming the best version of yourself. Which Failure. Is that's a good thing. You know, like that's the biggest thing like that we can learn from. And it's not like an end. Failure is just a realization. And that is huge. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Like yeah. you were saying, you've fallen off numerous times, but you got back. Mm -hmm. I have definitely fallen off numerous times on the way to pursue something. And eventually I just get back on track. 
And the thing that helps me the most with that is writing down my goals every day. I write them down every day. There's certain goals I've been writing down for years now. And even if I'm not necessarily working towards them at full capacity in that moment, just the fact that I write them down every morning, eventually I go, hey, you're not doing anything towards this. Like, let's get back to it. And I start implementing those steps again that I was originally taking before I fell off. Exactly. And I think back to what you're saying about like writing down your goals. One of the things that I've heard you say or or listened and seen in this way or the other that has stuck with me that I find myself reminding myself every day. Sometimes it's writing it down. Sometimes it's just saying it out loud. Sometimes it's sending it a text to somebody else. But when I find myself having a hard time telling yourself what are five things I'm thankful for and just that reminding yourself of things around you that are good because that one thing can be so damning to everything around you and just cripple like a like a cloud you know or a sheet a wet blanket to keep everything else down but reminding myself what am I thankful for you know like this this and this can sometimes overshadow that fucking negative thing that was in there here's the thing you wouldn't have any of those amazing things in your life if you were as terrible of a person that you try to convince yourself that you are sometimes nobody talks more shit to you than you and you and that's the truth the things that you think that other people are perceiving you as they're not mm-hmm. that's you making that up in your head most of the time and that is a powerful thing right you oh this person's judging me this person's thinking this whatever it may be that's you Mm-hmm. you're thinking that about yourself. You're beating yourself up more than anyone else has put thought into you. And over time, you can you can fix that though because I used to be the worst about it. Just completely negative about every single thing. And gratitude is what changed that for me was just being grateful for every single thing around me. And it was pretty much six months straight. I would write down five things I'm grateful for. And I still do it every day. Sometimes I write down the same thing, whatever. But what really helped me change this was for six months straight, every day I would write down five things I'm grateful for. And every day I had to write down five different things. It's really easy the first two weeks. dude. But then you start really having to dive into it. But then that's what's so amazing about it is that you start realizing that there's so many things. It's infinite, right? There's infinite things in your life that are good. You have it made. So this one thing might suck. Okay, well, fuck this thing. It doesn't matter because I have an abundance of all these other things. And it's shifting your mindset from scarcity into an abundance mindset as well. Even if it's financial, if you convince yourself that you're poor, you're always going to be poor. But if you convince yourself there's an infinite amount of money, I just need to go get it. I'm already a millionaire. They just haven't paid me yet. Yeah, That's that kind of self-talk that you have to have with yourself. Even in the gym, it's not I'm a weak little bitch. It's I'm fucking jacked or I'm working towards this. I'm going to look like this one day. Just Just wait. wait. Just wait till I get here. It is. You cannot allow yourself to say bad things about yourself. It's either this is the reality, even if it's not, because I'm going to make this the fucking reality or it's this is how I am. This is who I am. And you just do that over and over again until eventually it's just second nature. And then these old thoughts that you had that were beating you down and stopping you from getting to where you wanted to be, they start to disappear. They start to lose that hold on you because that's what they do. There's negative thoughts. They hold you down, but you can slowly break away from those. And the way you break away from those is by shifting your reality. You create your reality in your head. Yeah. 
whatever you want to achieve, whatever you want to achieve on the external starts on the internal. They all start with thoughts. So, okay, I want to look like this. You did it. Back in the day when you were that fat little kid, it was, I want to look like this. Now you're 32 and you probably look way cooler than that little kid thought that you ever could. Yeah. We talked about that last time. Like if I, I wish I could go back to, you know, I guess maybe like 12, 13 year old Christoph and just sit him in a room and like, I bet you if I was 13 year old me was sitting in a room and me today walked into that room, I would just be like. I, that might be all it takes. I might just have an infinite little kid boner and just be like, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, and then just like, I could just look at, look at me and be like, keep going and walk back out. And that would be enough. You know, like I, I have, I'm very proud and thankful for everything that has hit me and all the things that I've gone through to find myself doing exactly what I'm doing today. And there's many things we've talked about personally that have happened to me that I would be doing a completely different thing if everything went right. And I would be miserable compared to the happiness I find in what I do today. Cause you have to overcome things in order to appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Imagine if every goal that we worked towards, there were zero obstacles in the way we'd reach one thing. Okay, cool. Then we reach another thing. There's no, there's no joy in that. It's overcoming these obstacles, feeling that internal power with every obstacle that you overcome. That's the, that's where that boner comes from. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is where that internal fire just continues to grow because I overcame this and it was stupid hard. Like the hardest battles that you have to fight are always the most rewarding once you win them. Yeah. Imagine there were no battles. Yeah. I would never be thankful for anything. Right. And that's why gratitude is such an amazing thing. And those that have the most gratitude, like the people that you get around there are just projecting just amazing energy out into the world. You get around, you're just like, I fucking love being around this person. This is a cool dude. That person has probably been through a lot of shit in their life. And then people that don't, you can just tell. Yeah. They're shitty, usually. Usually. Yeah. For sure. Goes back to that, what we were joking about last night. Like, everybody needs to be punched in the face, like, once in their life. At least once. At least once. You just got to feel it once. And then you're like, oh. Maybe I won't talk shit anymore, you know, <laughs> but, but that aspect of, you know, life and gratefulness or anything, you know, like, uh, you're never, I've never wanted something more until after it didn't exist in certain aspects of my life. Yeah. That's a and very that, true statement. And those moments of maybe even getting an opportunity again after you've lost it it's easy still to forget again after. You oh, it's know? so it's, quick, man. It's, it's like, I didn't have this and I, you know, like it could be like, if we could talk, it could be a relationship with a girl, you know, I fucked that up with that girl and then she comes back around and you're just like, back to like those old habits can come back fast. This could happen with, uh, I, you know, I've had my moments to where I've had these huge injuries that find me not walking. And simply getting up and walking to my bathroom to use the restroom, I need to use the bathroom so bad right now, but I need help to get there. Something so simple as just getting out of my bed and going to take a piss. I'm not thankful for that any day of the week until I can't do it. And when you realize these things that you just, something so simple as that, you find yourself, I'm, you know, yes, I'm squatting copious amounts of weight now. I love deadlifting as much as I do, but 
there were points where I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. You weren't even sure if you were going to be able to deadlift or squat yeah. again. And and now being back where I'm at, you ha- you know, it's easy to forget how hard that was at that time and how like, you know what, maybe today I need to make an executive decision and not do this lift specifically because of what I'm feeling, you know, but it's easy to forget those things and go right back to it. So you always constantly, I would have never been as thankful for these things that I didn't have when I don't have them, but to remember those lessons and to remind yourself of what you are thankful for that you have now on the grand scheme of things when you've been so low in the past, I think maintaining that makes that awesome person around you because it could be easily forgotten. Yeah. And reminding yourself in those dark points, if I were to take every day I woke up, like you just mentioned, and write five things down that I'm thankful for that are different, and I have in a month and a half from now, I have that really rough day to where I'm like having a hard time, and I have a month and a half's worth of five different things each day that I was thankful for, I start reading that list and my mentality already starts to change. You feel an energy inside of you. That That's how I am at least. I, when I start really focusing on what I'm grateful for, my energy shoots through the roof. And that's why I say there's no more, gratitude is the most powerful emotion. Because whenever you are full of gratitude, you are unstoppable. It's almost with love too. When like you're just in love with someone, you feel on top of the world. You feel like you can conquer everything. Gratitude is the same thing because you already have so many amazing things in your life because it's the opposite of victim mindset, right? Like going back to victim mindset, whenever you have a victim mindset, you're not grateful for anything. And that's why you're in the position that you're in. But whenever you have just infinite gratitude for everything that you have in your life, you are just full of love and joy. And you're like, you know what? I already have so many amazing things. I wonder what else I can have. And then you go and you pursue those things. I don't have it yet, but I can get it because why not? I already have so many other amazing things. What's saying that I can't go get this as well? But that's that's what stops people is not having gratitude. And whenever I switched, going back to what you were saying about not being grateful for things because it's just things that you have every day, either if it's walking or a relationship or something like that. When I stopped writing down the different things every single day was when I started writing down the two same things every day. And that's my girlfriend and my daughter. Because like you were saying with a relationship, it's very easy to get into a relationship. And especially if you're a guy, it's kind of like the pursuit. You know, like it's in the pursuit. It's like, I want to get with this one, right? And you work your ass off to get it. Then you get it and you're like, okay, well, I got it. Yeah, it's conquered. Yeah, I've conquered it. And you, you have two paths there as well. It's either you can cherish, you can cherish what you were able to gain in your life, this new love and someone that gives you energy and stuff to pursue life to the fullest extent. Cause that's all relationship is. And a partner is that partner is that missing piece. That's going to allow you to conquer the world. That's the way that I look at it. At least I think that's, I could agree. I couldn't agree more. Every great man in history had a great woman by his side. Mm -hmm. That's the reoccurring theme there. Now there's also a lot of heroes throughout history that were completely wrecked by a chick but it's either one or the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully you find the right one that helps you conquer the world <laughs> and not the one that stops you from conquering the world. Yes. But it's very easy to take them for granted. So I write down every single day that I'm grateful for Felicia. And then I also write down every day that I'm grateful for my daughter, Genevieve. Because those two people are, that's my motivation in life. That, that is what I need. Everything that I want to accomplish is for them. And I also write down my team here. I started doing that recently too. I'm grateful for my team. 
because without my team, none of this would be possible. Yeah. Even this podcast, because I don't edit this podcast. If I did, it probably wouldn't ever be getting done just because like, honestly, it's mind numbing to me. I just, I hate it. Yeah. But I have Joe and young Joseph loves editing videos and stuff. So it works out. Right. But either way, like writing down those three things, those three things every single day, because those are the three things that I am the most grateful for. And if I didn't have these people in my life, I would be miserable because at some point I didn't. And I was at the darkest point. It's yeah. The light kind of, it makes everything else around you fade. And all you can think about is what you don't have anymore and wishing that you still had it. And then you're back into that victim, victim mindset, mentality. that victim mentality. So I think we're, yep. We're approaching a hour here. So with that being said, to wrap everything up, been a great conversation. I would say the first thing that people need to do is to visualize who they want to become. I think that's where it started with both of us. Either if you were influenced by someone else, which you probably were, like if you wanted to create an image in your head of who you wanted to become. That was Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian for you, right? (laughs) And you, you have that image in your head at a young age. Okay, cool. I'm going to become this person that sticks to you because that's how it happened with me as well. I knew who I wanted to become. And without even realizing it throughout the years, I mean, since a very young age, probably seven or eight years old, I've been slowly working towards this person. And then it was about two years ago that I realized, I'm like, holy shit, you became this person. You didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now it's like, well, now who do I want to become? Yeah. Because this is, that's infinite too. Yeah, now, yeah, exactly. Like I, as I've progressed and found myself achieving closer to those initial ideas, life changes and we age and now it's Gandalf. So I'm on my way there. <laughs> Gandalf. <laughs> Cody, that's um, Cody. That's usually on the podcast. His is wizard. Like yeah. Cody's main goal in life is to become a wizard. Mine is Odin. Like eventually, like I want to reach like that archetype of Odin, oh, yeah. which is also pretty much which Gandalf pretty as well. Gandalf. I think that's every man. Every man just wants to be, be Gandalf eventually, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think it's visualizing who you want to become and make sure that it's someone that aligns with your morals and values. Cause even at a young age, you have morals and values. You may not know exactly what that means yet and stuff like that, but you know, you like feel it, you feel it right. It's, it's in your gut. This is, this is what I find, right? This is what I love. This is what I find to be aspiring. And I know that I can become this person. And even if you're 30, 40, 50 and still haven't figured it out, you still can. It doesn't have to be figured out when we were eight or nine like we did it. Like you can always. I was just very fortunate. And I think that you would say the same thing. Very fortunate. We were very fortunate to have influences in our life that was, okay, cool. Like I want to become this person one day. And your subconscious was lucky enough to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, no problem. We got this. We're going to work towards it for the next 20 years, but we got this. Exactly. And then you wake up at 30 and you're like, holy shit, I did it. This is sick, right? But now it's definitely, well, now who do I want to become? Yeah. But you can do it at any age. And the best way to do that is to find someone that is inspiring to you and model their characteristics until you have those characteristics for yourself. And it can be anyone. Even if you are currently watching this and you see old Jack Kristoff over here, it's like, I want to be like Kristoff. Cool. Then fucking work towards being like Kristoff. I'm sure that would be very rewarding to you yeah. to hear that someone's doing that. Exactly. That's and all it is, it's, is modeling. It's, it's and, and, it, and it's something that I'll never stop being grateful and surprised by. I get it often and I get it a lot, but whenever it happens, I just, like, there's nothing more rewarding than being able to inspire somebody else. I think that's the only reason we're here. Yeah. I always say that on the podcast. Every person's purpose is to help other people. I, I legitimately believe that. I think that every human's purpose 
is to help other people. As long as you're helping other people in a way that makes you happy, then you're good. That's all that matters. Because that's the thing, especially with young men nowadays, or just men in general. What is my purpose? I feel like I need a purpose. It's very fucking easy. Find something that you enjoy and that can be a benefit to other people, and you just do that. Yeah. What is something I like that is a benefit to anybody else? Yours was lifting. Yeah. You enjoyed lifting? And I would have never thought then that lifting and the things that I enjoyed now would inspire others ever. But how never. fulfilled are you on a daily basis now? When I step away from whatever my current stress is or whatever these things, those that like weigh you down and distract you in life that I'm constantly battling myself, like we've been talking this entire time, it can almost be like tear jerking how much it means and how awesome it is to be exactly where I'm at doing what I'm doing. But it's easy to forget every fucking day. Yeah. I, with me, it's one or the other. So what I do is stressful. The same with you. Mm -hmm. And at times it's like, fuck this. Like, I just, I just want to disappear. I don't want to see another face. I don't want anyone to know who I am. I don't want any of this. But then I know what the other side of that looks like. And it's depression and a sort of misery that I have felt before. And I never want to go back to it. So that's what snaps me out of it. It was okay. Well, you're stressed because you're moving the needle. You're making shit happen. And you're going to be stressed. That's just the way life works. Get the fuck over it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not moving the needle and you're not stressed, then you're going to be depressed. And if you're depressed, nothing Nothing's is getting happened. done. Nothing is happening. You're laying in bed. You don't want to get out. I'm jerking off a lot. And you're jerking Netflix. off a lot. Like, like it's just <laughs> you're eating shit food. You know, like you start to turn into a person that you hate. And the reason you're, you hate yourself is because you're not being true to yourself. You're not moving the needle. You're not doing something that is providing value to the rest of the world, to your family, to your tribe, to your community, whatever it is. That's why we are miserable as people is because we're not helping other people. It's as simple as that. If you're feeling down, go help someone. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a complete stranger. Just go help someone. And I promise you, you will feel you better. You feel better, 100%. So that's why I say your purpose is to help other people because that's how it's always been. We would not be here as a species if we were not tribal and we did not help each other out. That has been the purpose since day one is to help your tribe, to help those around you. That is where purpose comes from. I think the issue though is that people think about purpose as a selfish thing. I need to do something for me to make me feel fulfilled. No, you feel fulfilled by helping other people. Yeah. There's nothing better something, in the world. Something more is created in that process. Well, you have a kid now. Yes. You have a little girl. She's what, about nine months old. She's nine months older and her name is Heria. Beautiful it means name. destroyer. I fucking love that. She's one of Valkyries, one of the Odin's Valkyries. So, the, With that being said, you have this little girl now. That drive to help someone outside of yourself has probably skyrocketed since. Oh, yes. What And the idea, I think that's something that'll never, that, that in itself is like, if I ever wasn't going to stop before, which I felt I never would, I'm... Th never stopping now because that little girl will always be looking at me and I want to be the inspiration for her and anything in life. Give her the love that she realizes she desires 
because and and teach it to her appropriately so she grows up to respect herself in some aspects you know show her that she can never quit because I didn't, you know, in this aspect or that one or the other. I want to just be however I can be positive and influential to her in the most best possible ways. And as you're doing that for her. Things around me are changing. Everything else around you is changing as well. People are being attracted to you because you are doing so many amazing things for other people and for yourself. And you're just someone that people want to be around and they look up to you. And because they look up to you because of your actions for your daughter, they're changing their life as well. So at the same time, it's not a, I can't do anything for myself. No, it starts with you. You start bettering yourself for you. You start leveling up for you. But that drive to continue leveling up is to level other people up. Is to level you. up other people as well. Either if that's your parents, your kids, your partner, your friends, whatever it is. At first, it's okay, cool. I'm doing this for me. No problem. But then that dies out. But then what reignites that spark is whenever someone says, man, I was watching you in the gym. I've been watching you in the gym for the past year. And because of you, you were my main motivation to keep working out. And then you go, I need to go do some fucking squats right yeah. now. Like <laughs> I'm lit back up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. But that is, that is it. It starts with you. You need to level up for yourself. But that drive to continue pushing forward it's for those around you. And there's that love for everyone that you have in your life, that gratitude for all these amazing things that you have. That gratitude is what gets you out of bed in the morning. It's not having that victim mindset where you take the blankets and you throw them back over your head and you say, fuck today, I'm just going to lay here. And if you are, if that does happen, because it happens to me as well, there. then just start naming off shit in your life. Guess what? Look outside. There's a giant fucking ball that provides energy and light and warmth for us to exist. Be grateful for that fucking sun up That's, there. That is fucking mind blowing in itself. Some right, you are on a rock <laughs> spinning through space right now. We have all these other planets in our solar system, and yet there is one that can inhabit life. It's literally a fucking rock that's spinning around, and all the conditions worked out perfectly for you to exist. There's a billionth of a chance of you to ever experience life. And yet here you are laying in bed under those covers, under those covers, instead of getting up, putting your shoes on and just putting in the work. Because once you start putting in that work and it sucks at first, you got to crawl, you got to crawl to those fucking shoes and you got to put them on. Then you got to crawl your ass out the door. You got to crawl yourself into the gym or to work. But once you start taking action, you slowly catch yourself getting out of that negative state. But you do not get out of that negative state by laying in bed, listening to that negative self-talk on repeat. It's like a soundtrack, right? It's the worst song you've ever heard in your life. It's you're you a piece of get shit. get it out of your you, fucking head. Right. But the way you get out of your head is to get to work. Exactly. You start proving to yourself, no, I am not a piece of shit. I'm the fucking man. I'm the champion. Yeah. And you start to eliminate that negative self-talk by putting in the work. You have to prove it to yourself. That's what it boils down to. If you have so much negative self-talk that it holds you back, you have to start doing things to reverse that. You have to start proving it to yourself. And that's a weird concept for people to understand because they look at themselves as just one entity. I guess that's the way to look at it. Mm -hmm. But there's different parts of you. And those different parts of you, sometimes you got to prove it to yourself. It's kind of like if you say you're going to do something, okay, I'm going to go work out. 
and then you don't go work out and you feel like a piece of shit. Well, why do you feel like a piece of shit? Because nobody you, knew that, but you, no one knew that, but you, and you didn't go to the gym and yet you feel like a piece of shit down or you now feel like a piece of shit. Cause you didn't go to the gym. No one else knew. Literally nobody else in this world is looking at you like you didn't go to the, the gym. No, today, you, you know that, but yeah. you're beating yourself up. But why are you beating yourself up? Because you let yourself down. Well, how do you start to reverse that? How do you get yourself to start trusting what you say again? It's just like between me and you. If I say I'm going to do something, actually, perfect fucking example. This is a real life story. I didn't even talk to you about this yet. So we talked about you coming here. Yeah. I got you that flight. Yeah. And then we find out three days ago that the flight, like something happened and it wasn't confirmed. I could have easily said, yeah, sorry, bro. Like that flight wasn't booked. You know, like we'll try to make it happen again in the future. But there's no way I was going to do that because I told you that I was going to fly you here, that we were going to do this whole weekend with you here at Norse. I was like, I'm not going back on my fucking word. I told Christoph that I was going to fly him here. He's flying here. I, I don't give a shit what it takes. That's the same way that you have to talk to yourself as well. You have to prove to yourself that you are a man of your word. It's just like if you tell someone else that you're going to do something, you don't do it. It doesn't yeah, matter who you are. You feel shitty about it. You have to approach yourself in the same way because that, there, there is that part of you that was looking forward to it. It's like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this finally. We're going to get into the gym. We're going to get our shit together. And then you don't do it. And it's like, well, here we fucking go. Yeah. All right. You didn't do it again. And then here I am. 40 workouts later in this day of recording fucking badass videos and having some good ass times and I couldn't be more thankful and you kept your word. Oh, so. that's, that's what it all boils down to though, man, is it's keeping that word to yourself. So to wrap this all up, cause I said we were going to 20 minutes ago <laughs> to wrap this all up, visualize who you want to become, get a very vivid visual as much as you can, yeah. because it's going to change along the way. Life will change, experiences, all that good stuff. But you have that viv that visual of who you want to become and then make that decision. Okay, this is this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get on this path. I'm going to stay on this path. And then it's keeping your word to yourself that no matter what happens, you're going to reach this endpoint, this version of yourself that you know is obtainable if you put in enough work. Trust is one of the most powerful things. And if you have it of yourself, you can do anything. That's it. Awesome. I appreciate you, bro. How can people find you on the internet? Viking Way Performance. Instagram Viking Way Performance. www.vikingwayperformance.com and the TikTok thing now. The as TikTok well. thing. It's also it's Viking Way Performance. Viking Way Performance. Viking Way Performance all around. I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. You can check it out at norsefitness.co. And if you found this episode beneficial, please share it with a friend. That way we can continue to make a bigger impact and change the world. Thank you for your support. And we'll talk to you soon.